0: All right, I think this will be the last thought on the Sabbath, the law. There's more than just the Sabbath commandment, but I'm just saying, like, it's one that is so widely studied among believers. And I'd just like to mention that the Sabbath day was made at creation, we, we read that from Scripture. While there is no command that I see verbally given pre-sin, after sin, and before the flood, after the flood during Noah's time and before Moses' time, there's no command that I see for them to, other than, again, in Genesis Two, one through three. Um, it's it's just like maybe maybe that's all there needed to be was just that particular um, set of verses talking about how he, you know six days he made the world and the seventh day he rested and he blessed the Sabbath day and he hallowed it. You know, I might be getting it mixed up with the commandment in Exodus 20. Yeah, he created the heavens and the earth, and all is completed. Seventh day, he finished his work. He rested. He blessed the Sabbath day, declared it holy. Because he uh, rested from all his work. Yeah, so again... I think it's only from Exodus 20 when it's basically saying and other verses maybe that I mentioned or that I didn't mention that it's like that it shows like even Hebrews chapter 4 New Testament it's like hey even as he ceased from his works from creating the world on the seventh day he were to cease from ours there therefore remains a Sabbath rest to the people and some of them didn't because of unbelief. You know. They didn't because they didn't believe. So they didn't rest on that day. That doesn't mean that they're... It doesn't mean anything other than what it says in Hebrews 4. He, I think Hebrews 3 and 4 speaks about it. but It's just explained in other parts of Scripture about stuff, you know, and again, it's like, the, the laws given to Noah, the laws given to Adam after the fall, and the laws given Noah after the flood, and then the laws given to Moses, they're not all the same laws. Some are similar, you know, and we see, and we see it as an example of them doing different stuff. The sign of the covenant with Abraham, they didn't come to that time. It's like didn't happen 19 generations before him. It just it just didn't take place. So there's nothing wrong with something coming in later along. It's like Israel wasn't set up as a nation until they went into the land of Egypt and then came out 430 days later or 430 years later. And he mentions on the last day of the 430th year they came out. I just, I just Interesting, um, but I think there was a prophecy that they would stay in there that long, and then there's people that may think there's a discrepancy with that prophecy. I don't know, but, you know, then when you got during Moses' time, now there there's a death decree for the Sabbath. Now, I, if there was a Sabbath command before then, I would thought there would have been a death decree. Um. So again, maybe that was just Okay, now we're setting up as a nation Hey, here's the death decree And maybe it's just like Hopefully that discourages people from not doing it And if people do it Well, this just shows we're serious about These laws But then they They brought the curse upon themselves Like, let me just do it like this no other nation in the existence of mankind has been blessed with the promise of the messiah coming through their line no one else no other nations were either worthy or thought about to do it they're not a part of it israel and then specifically the tribe of judah so the Almighty can bless other nations. He blessed Ishmael to be a mighty nation and may have blessed other nations as well. But there's no other nation that's blessed with that. So when I say that they brought the curse upon themselves, I'm just reading from the scriptures when it says that if you go and worship false deities, there's, there's a pronouncement. Like Moses mentioned, don't do it. And Joshua mentioned, don't do it. And they did it anyways. And I even had, I had a a, a Jewish CD that was like, hey, even though the Jewish people had high ideas to, to do well, and they didn't, doesn't mean that they, you know, they stopped trying. And then it was something like that. It was like, hey, we tried, it didn't work, but we're still trying. You know, we're not, we're still doing the... We're still in it, you know, but so they go and worship other nations. Now, the thing is, is that heathens, heathens and pagans and all that, any anybody outside of this faith, like, and they're worshiping false deities, they're not even on the same level. But when you, when you are, brought out of Egypt and you've got all these signs and wonders and you see all this fantastic stuff and you see it and you just the most fantastic stuff on, on the world and on, on, the, on the planet was going on right around that time I don't know how they would still I don't know how they could could have still uh send out the golden calf at that time like just come out of you just come out of all that stuff and you see everything that happened to them and then you're going back into doing what what they do, and you're just told not to, like they, the book of the covenant, their voice was spoken to them from heaven, the Ten Commandments, Moses told them uh, all the stuff that's in the book of the covenant, yeah, everything you say will do, and they didn't, I mean right from the start, but then they worshipped other nations, I'm talking about the people at that time that did that stuff, not the descendants today, I'm talking about what happened back then as a record that we have. I'm only saying that because I'm just getting very specific on who I'm speaking about. So they, uh, they were run over. They were brought into captivity by Babylon, and I don't know the nation divided because of Solomon's idolatries, but because of King David's sake, it wouldn't be taken from Solomon. It was taken from his son Rehoboam, but they would have a tribe left which was Benjamin and then they had the Levite priests in that area and then the other people they had Levite priests too but you got the ten tribes to the north and they were they were even worse I mean Jeroboam he started instituting false religion from Egypt with the two cows and changed the feasts and it's just it's terrible and uh, they end up being scattered and dispersed and all that stuff but then so the southern nation, they uh, they were kind of back and forth, eh, this way and that way, and you know they, uh, but they still were taken into captivity by Babylon. Medo-Persia took over that ca- took over while they were, you know, uh, in, in captivity with Babylon for those seventy years that Jeremiah was mentioning, that they would be in captivity for for I think breaking the Sabbath. Seventy years the land will rest. And then, uh, who was next? Greece? Alexander the Great translated what we know as the Old Testament into Greek. Uh, Is that called the Greek Septuagint? Like the 70 elders that translated it? And then Roman time, like, you know, Christ is here during Roman time, so it's like, they never fully conquered the land. Philistine land, they never, you know, the Gaza Strip there, never fully conquered the land. And they went into idolatry and ended up losing dominion and being governed by other other lands. And then Rome basically, at the end there, uh, destroyed the temple. And I mean, it's like, I can't even remember where I was gonna go with that. Sabbath. You know, so so by the time that Christ was here and it was like they couldn't even stone anybody. They didn't even have the right to do that. And you know, maybe the Almighty took that away because maybe when they were doing when they were, you know uh, doing the death penalty with the laws, maybe they were corrupt by that time. Maybe they would let their friends off the hook and they would just kill the other people and maybe they'd be like oh these people are nasty and they were nastier you know the ones who were in charge were like maybe it was just a corrupt system and he just got tired of it but when the Messiah was here and he didn't stone the lady for the act of adultery uh, so I, I, I told that to a friend of mine and she was like remember what he said to her he was like it wasn't like hey go out you know you can keep going out and do it again he was like go and sin no more like, hey, it's like even nowadays, like, it's not just like, go keep, it's like, keep on sinning so that grace may abound. It's like, uh, sin more to get more grace. Paul was like, I think he said in Romans 6, like, no, no, let's not do that. But as I'm reading about the Sabbath, I'm like, man, that they're supposed to kill him. I was like, that's why they sought to kill, kill Christ because he healed a woman on the Sabbath and he shamed him. He was like, "Are you crazy? You're like this isn't a sin, you know?" It's like he didn't say you're crazy. He said, uh, "If you have an ox in the ditch and it fall, if you have an ox fall in a ditch, are you gonna wait till the sun goes down? Are you gonna wait till the Sabbath's over to get him out?" He was like, uh, "I just healed this woman who's an an Israelite, you know, who's a daughter of Abraham. She's sick 12 years. It's like I just healed her." It was like, yeah, and it's the, and it's the Sabbath day. Sabbath day's a great day. And now here's even more joy. And uh, after the Messiah died, resurrected, taught the disciples, and left, they still kept the Sabbath. We have accounts of that in Acts. And even if people want to believe that it was just because they were. Jews living in Jerusalem or Jews living in Israel. um, There's nothing that actually says that. And the whole point I even wanted to make this podcast, the the whole point I wanted to make this audio was there is no verse in the scripture. Look, it's very easy to say. You ready? Uh, Because... There's just nothing that says that the Sabbath, the seventh day Sabbath, was transferred to another day. I know there's a there's some verses that make people think that either the law's done away with or the Sabbath is no more. And if you have that ingrained in your mind, where you believe that, look, look, the Almighty knows your heart. He knows if you see it. And you're just rejecting it. Anything, anything. You know, there there's much more important issues. I've mentioned them. Forgiveness is one of them. I've mentioned that. It's like we know we should forgive. If we don't forgive, it's it's pretty. It doesn't really matter what else we're doing. We can do all the humanitarian efforts. We can try to spread the gospel message. Although you you can even tell other people to forgive. Oh yeah, you need to forgive you're not forgiving people, I mean, that's a big deal right there. So there's, there's some things like if, if, if you're in idolatry, it's a big deal. Look at what happened all throughout the history of the religion. It's like idolatry is a big deal. It's like if, if we're not worshiping the one true creator, judge, and redeemer of all, who are we worshiping? and why 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 wouldn't we worship the one who created all and who is on the throne that's about you know waiting to tell the messiah when to come back like and we'll worship the messiah when he comes back as you know the one who redeemed everyone here and everything will be given into his hand at that time and he'll have authority over all things i think revelation mentions that and he's the one worthy to open the, the the seals, the seven seals of Revelation. No one else is. I mean, it's just like... So there's just all this stuff that uh, there's some really important things on what not to do and on how to live. Um, treating people the way Messiah wants us to treat them, with love, respect, showing mercy. Uh, if we're not treating people... Right, and then you know you can rest on the Sabbath day, you can do no work, you can go to church, whatever, however you feel like you, even if you think the Sabbath day is not the seventh day Sabbath, if you're not treating people right, like you're going to church and you're treating them bad, and you think you think you're you know you think there's going to be a blessing in treating people terrible and then you put your honor in a day. And especially like if you're talking down to people about the day, so we'll go back to the seventh day Sabbath, like, oh, oh you shouldn't do this on that day. you shouldn't do that, and, you know people are treating people bad. It's like when the Messiah was telling the scribes and Pharisees, it was like, the Sabbath was made for man, for humans. humans weren't made to keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for us. See what I'm saying? Like, it was made for us. It doesn't matter the order. I've heard people say humans were made and then the Sabbath was made. It doesn't matter the order because the rest of the earth was made for us in the previous five days. So, we weren't made for the earth. The earth and everything in it, like, we're, we're the special treasure on this earth. Human beings. We're the only thing that is gonna survive it when he makes it new, the only thing that's gonna survive from this old world is our conscience, our conscience being. Uh, and we're gonna be given new bodies. I know that sounds fantastic. And it may even sound like it's so good, it's, it can be unreal. And that's just the faith we have within uh, this religion, you know? But going back a little bit on what I was mentioning, the Sabbath was made for us. It's not to be burdened. Like, if somebody's making it a burden, if somebody's putting a bunch of rules somebody's telling you how to keep it, if somebody's telling you, oh, you need to do this, this, and this, it's like, it's a day that was made, it was blessed, it was made holy, it's a day of rest. Day of rest means it's a day opposite of, you know, you're either, you're not, it's a day not to work. Six days to work, you rest the seventh. Somebody needs some help on that day. And you need to help somebody. It's different from like, yeah, on Monday, someone calls you up like, Hey, hey, you want to me help, me, help me fix my car? Oh, yeah, sure, when? Oh, uh, how about the Sabbath? Sure, why not? Like, you know what you say right then? Like, hey, uh, let's fix it tonight. Let's fix it any time between now and the Sabbath. But let's say the Sabbath comes, and you're driving to church or someone's house. Or someone's drove past your house and they break down. And you look out there and you're like, I catch you when the Sabbath's over, buddy. It's snowing. You'll be fine. Just pray that you'll be warm. We're hungry. We'll pray for you to be full. When in actuality, like, hey, invite them into your house. Give them something to eat. Give them some warmth. Maybe see if you can try to fix it. If they... If it's your next door neighbor, or somebody who lives nearby, hey, just leave the car there and we'll work on it tomorrow, maybe? Or, you know, th- there's emergencies where, like, hey, we got to get this done now. Oh, hey, the baby... There's, they got a little baby, you know? Or someone that, that's sick needs to go to the hospital. Like, there's... And I'm not trying to tell you how to do stuff. I'm just saying, like, there are certain things that I've heard other people talk about that seem to make sense. And if you're of the opinion to do no work whatsoever, he knows your heart. Are you that faithful in all other areas of the law? Or just the ones that you know you can do easily, or just the ones you want to do. I don't know. From from my aspect, it's easy to keep certain parts of the law that there's no, there's no. Uh, it's like I'm not tempted at all on certain things, so it's easy to do. And so someone else, it's a real big temptation. I'm like, yeah, it's simple. Yeah, you just yeah, just don't do it. They're like, man, it's it's so difficult. And I'm like, eh, eh, just have more faith. I don't talk that way now. That was like younger in my life when I thought like I knew so much. It's like what might not be a temptation to us is a temptation to somebody else. What might not be a temptation to them might be a temptation to us, and then we both might have the same temptations. How do we deal with it? We have to deal with all of them the same. How are we going to get through that you got to pray for strength and then you got to act out what little strength you have and you may just have a little bit like i just have a little bit and i just got to i just got to just pull it all together and sometimes i uh win and sometimes i fail when i win is when i rely on him to strengthen me and claim the promises and am faithful with it and when I fail is when I lose faith and think, oh, I'll, I'll never." I'm, it's just why hold out? Why, uh, why wait? It's inevitable. All that other stuff. Whatever else he's saying in the mind to get us to be tripped up. Or sometimes we can just do stuff without even realizing it. Or we do stuff and it happens just right, right in the moment. We're like, "Ah, oh, crap! I shouldn't have done that." Or we get real mad and we end up saying something we shouldn't or doing something we shouldn't. You know, this might be the last one I put on here for a while. I, uh, no matter how much you study, no matter how much you know, no matter how much you listen to other people or to talk to them, and you got all this, all this knowledge... The key is applying it. And when we apply it and it becomes a part of us, we've got something real. We've got a real testimony. And I did not realize how difficult things are when I don't want to do it. Like I know I should, but I don't want to. Versus, hey, we're saved. saved through the blood of the Lamb and this is how we're supposed to live and I know people have differences of opinion on how they are to live and uh, do the best you you can there's a scripture like we're judged based on what we do with what we know we can also be judged based on having the, the time to study and not doing it Having the opportunity to do good and not doing good, I think is what it says. And, yeah, I don't know, I don't know everything. But Solomon at the end of Ecclesiastes says, Fear the Almighty and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of humans. And he mentions every secret thing is going to come out in the judgment. It's like, I can stand before you guys talking. Or someone can be at a pulpit talking or somewhere else talking to a group of people in a Bible study or something and they can say a bunch of fantastic stuff and they can go away turn the camera off, turn the microphone off, turn the phone off, you know, all that stuff, go home and they can live totally opposite on how they say they should live or how they tell other people to live. Or how they uh, are perceived that they're living. You know, oh, this is all perceived that I'm living this way, but I really don't want to live that way. It's like, why live that lie? Like, it's exhausting. You know? It, it's much more simple to say what you mean and to, to do what you say. If I mean, if you're not doing it, why tell other people to do it? You know? And it, it got to a point where I was just The Sabbath was so bogged down for me. I kept it for years. It was so bogged down. I was going to church. It seemed like the day was busier than every other day. It was just the busiest day of the week. I'm like, I'm supposed to be resting on this day. So I start resting. I stopped going to church. Just resting. And I found out I was studying on that day more than any other day. And it was like, that was really good to be able to do that. But it was still such an exhausting day. And there wasn't enough hours in the day. And then I had to like, uh, I tried to carry it over to other days on the study and I just didn't have time. I had to go back to work I was like, man, I wish I could just study all the time. And, but there's always that point. If you've studied a bunch, you know, there's always that point you get to where you're like, oh, I've got to start applying this. Because if you don't, what's it worth? Just, Just trivial. Trivial knowledge? No. It'd be much it'd be much better to read a little bit and apply as much as you can, and then read a bunch and just apply a little. You know, so it's I and mean, that's where I'm coming from because I've read a bunch and applied a little, and it seemed like it would have just been better to just go at a slower pace, read it, understand it, and then live it, and then learn another truth. Read it, understand it, and live it. And the Sabbath just got so bogged down, and it became just so, I was just like, uh, so burdensome with all this stuff. And I had to like, I had to start back from scratch, I had to start studying it again. I, I And I read it, and I almost thought it, it was done away with. I was like, wow, because I was wanting it to be. I was like, yeah, I, I want this thing to be done away with. I was like, it's just, it's just exhausting, it's a burden. It's supposed to be a blessing. It's because people can make it a, a, a burden. That's what was happening during the time of Christ. They had all these other all these other laws and rules. And people can blame them for, for having those extra laws. They weren't supposed to have those extra laws, but I had I had somebody share with me why they do. He said, We love the law so much it's like we bookmark it. So we keep it. And I was like, Well that's an interesting way to look at it. I was like, never really thought of it that way before. I'm not saying they were doing that at the time of Christ, but I'm saying if anybody's doing it right now, they could be doing it with truer intentions. You know that phrase, you don't know how a person is to walk a mile in their shoe? Messiah said, walk with them too. Like, really, really help them out and really know who they are. You know? Let me see where you're coming from with this. And there's so many people that even even with the Seventh-day Sabbath, they believe there's all these different things. Where It's at sunset, it's at sunrise. Some people only believe in a 12-hour Sabbath. I mean, it's just all this stuff. Uh, some people, I don't know, it's just so all this different stuff that's out there. And then you try to look it up in Scripture and there's, it's almost as if there is confusion around it. Just confusion. And you can think it's clear and you start studying, you read stuff, you're like, Is it are they trying to confuse it? Who oh, it doesn't make sense. Any subject. But specifically this one I'm talking about. Rich young ruler did not mention the first four. Now, even if you don't think it matters today, and even if you thought it changed at the cross, Messiah kept all of the law. That's what he had to do. So he would have had to have kept it. So it would have been a part of that doctrine at that time to include 1-4 through and 5-10. through Instead, only 5 through 10 was mentioned. Ah. Good master, what what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? Why didn't he just say, Hey, believe on me as the Messiah and you'll be saved. Whether it's before the cross or after, that's what we teach people. That's how they're saved. He's the Messiah. They were never t- uh, saved by good works before then. They weren't saved by the blood and bulls of goats. It was always... The Messiah. The cross points forward, it points backward. Back in the past to reach all those people and forward to the future to reach all of us and beyond. Good master, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? He says, eh. Have you read the scriptures? What do they say? Oh, you know, and then he mentions commandments five through ten. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Uh, yeah, that's good. He's like, well, what else do I lack? He was like, well, sell everything you have and give to the poor and then come and follow me and you'll have treasure in heaven. And he wouldn't do it. He went away and they said, oh, that's not good. You know, like, it's the love of money. You know, it's not having money, it's the love of it and people don't have to give everything that they own to the church to prove that they don't love it. But when the Messiah asks you to give everything, and maybe that's what he's telling us to give, uh, when we give everything, we give ourself. We give our all. Or he asks us to. Does he ask us to? Are other people telling us to? Is a full surrender what we want? Have we really fully surrendered? It's only a question you can answer for yourself. If you fully surrender, you think you're going to lose your identity, stuff you like to do, who you are. What are the new you be? Will it be boring? Will it be a... tasteless life? Or will it be, uh, the fulfillment of joy that you've been waiting for? Is that a little scary? Perhaps. necessary? Possibly. Do you want to do it? it. I pray all good things come your way, and this might be the last one for a while, because I know I've got a lot more studying to do. Peace to you, I pray.